Welcome to the Sales and Marketing for Massage Therapist podcast. I am Diana Stimkowski, where we're going to talk today about how waiting, hoping, and trying are the worst things you can do on your way to make the money you want. So let's dive in. Hoping, waiting, and trying all sound productive and maybe wise, depending on the circumstances, but what they don't do is move us forward. So I was thinking of Yoda this morning, and one of his more famous quotes is, do or not do, there is no try. And this quote has always helped me many times make decisions. This is always my interpretation of this. I don't have to try anything. I don't have to do anything unless I want to do it. Um, I'm choosing to do something. I'm committing to an idea or an action because I want to see it through. I want to see my ideas manifest into something I wanted to create. So trying seemed really helpful for the longest time. I mean, it felt good to try and basically not commit. (laughs) And committing was uncomfortable because I didn't believe I could do what I said I wanted to do. So trying would satisfy a lot of people at least temporarily. It would satisfy myself temporarily, or maybe my mother who would say, oh, do your best, which also, I also decided felt more comfortable than committing or uh, to excelling or challenging myself or surprising myself. So it was always trying. Trying had a lot of weight. Well, at least you tried. And it always sort of felt empty to me. Yeah, I, I tried. And that felt good. And then I realized trying didn't feel good so much because really trying was not believing. Hoping isn't believing. Waiting isn't believing. It's we're, we're not believing in ourselves or our capacity to do what we say we wanted to do or it, it being the right time or we, we're not believing in the process, whatever it is. We're not believing. So Trying, hoping, waiting are all passive actions that we think will be enough to get us where we want to go. We're hoping (laughs) that these three things are enough. What these three things are, are really low or no risk investments of time and energy because we're not doing anything. And we're focused on these three passive actions. When we do that, we're consuming information. We're preparing for the possibility of what we want to happen. That could be podcasts, classes, programs, books, articles. They all give us information, but all that information usually stays in our brains. Our ideas stay in that theoretical rather than the practical. So all that information is really comforting and feels great to have, but unless we're feeling something like curiosity, focus, purpose, commitment in our minds, that info will stay untested, untried, and safe. So we go nowhere and wonder why. Well, I did try. I did, you know, I waited for something to happen. So have you heard yourself say something like, I'm waiting for things to fall into place before I start that, or I'm trying to get all this off the ground, or I really hope this will happen. I've said those things too. And I know when I hear these things come out of my mouth, they don't feel great. There's a yearning, I feel, like a deep want for something. In the core of my mind, 
I believe I may never have. So I desire this thing, but I don't really believe it will be mine because my mind has already decided it won't happen. So, and I can affirmation myself all day, every day. But if I don't truly believe what I want is possible for me, then it will never be mine. Affirmations need belief and practicing that belief to be an effective action. And I'm not poo-pooing the idea of affirmations. They're very helpful to some people. But I, I think the key component to a lot of affirmations is a fundamental belief that this thing is possible for me. You're not saying I absolutely believe 100% certainty, assuredness that this is going to happen. You're believing in the possibility, which makes a whole big difference, I think. Because if, I, if I'm in the realm of possibility, then the, I can open my brain up to different options, different opportunities, different perspectives to pull from. So it, it just opens up my mind if I'm thinking from possibility. And, you know, we don't have to commit to, I am 100% sure that this is going to happen because, you know, that could lead us to um, really being urgent, uh, coming from urgent actions and really pushing, coming from lack and not having. So I think from pulling from possibility just is a cleaner place to pull from rather than lack. So hoping, waiting, and trying have us all looking to the external for the deliverance of what we want. When we do those three things, we're abdicating our responsibility for them, for what we want to create. We're not risking anything. We're playing it safe. So ultimately, we're avoiding some unpleasant feelings like disappointment and regret ahead of time by hoping, waiting, and trying. If we don't take responsibility for creating an outcome for ourselves, we can blame other things and other people rather than us for something not happening. And that is a vicious cycle I have seen in myself and other people. It's not a fun place to be that the blame and shame, the blame game, whatever it is, no one wins. So, but the blame game for, you know, a lot of us who don't or don't know that it feels awful. It's just something that we're used to. I mean, it feels kind of safe in a way, but there is no forward movement. There's no change, no transformation, no shifting. So what do you do instead? Notice, become more aware of when you're not taking action. Now I've done a podcast, I believe, um, or in a post somewhere about busyness. Busyness doesn't really serve a purpose. It keeps our brain occupied from um, really experiencing ourselves and, and our feelings, um, which you know are uncomfortable to us. So that's why we're busy. We're just trying to distract ourselves. Um, and they're not serving these, these actions that we're taking are not really serving a greater purpose. They're not taking us to where we want to go. They're filling the time for sure. Um, but are they really, truly that productive? Are they taking you to where you want to go? So, and also notice where we're waiting to take a next step. We're waiting for someone else's decision. We're waiting for a document. We're waiting for a phone call. And what, you know, we're, we're completely excluding other actions we could take because we're placing a lot of importance on that phone call, the document, someone else's decision. 
we, if we're acting, if we're coming from possibility, it's like, well, I'm going to assume that this is going to happen. So I'm going to take these other steps while I wait, but waiting just becomes very passive. It, you know, if we're just waiting, I'm waiting for that, you know, so-and-so at the bank to tell me about my loan or along those lines. And so we're just like, we are for motion stops. And so it's, we just want to be aware of this waiting or, and, or if we're just waiting and we can do some, something productive while we wait two different things and notice when you're hoping that something outside of you needs to change in order to make a decision. So what I mean by that is if you're hoping, you know, like a decision from another person or another organization, you're hoping that they have the, the, the decision that you want, the words that you want, the permission, the allowance, whatever it is. And you're waiting, you're hoping that somebody will tell you the words you want to hear and hoping without, you know, preparing on the other side of that is, is not going to take you anywhere. So you're waiting and hoping, and you're just completely limiting what you can do for yourself, the steps you personally can take. So and this making a decision, you can make a decision. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting and I'm hoping, but on the, on the, with waiting and hoping, I'm also looking into these opportunities, these possibilities, these other actions I can take. So the only difference really between hoping, waiting and trying and doing is a feeling. So those are actions. Hoping, waiting, and trying are non-actions are coming from insecurity, doubt, and fear. They may look like different emotions to you, but they come from a lack of belief, really. That lack of belief in ourselves, our abilities. Um, we don't see the hows. We don't see how this is possible for us. We don't see how we're going to make this happen. We don't offer ourselves possibility we don't ask ourselves, what if, what if this was available to me? What if I tried this? What if I thought about this? You know, these hoping, waiting, and trying come from wanting to avoid a, to avoid other feelings. Like I said, disappointment, regret, or, um, inadequacy, insecurity, doubt, fear, the basic ones, which we are sure are right around the corner. If we try this, uh, on our own. So we've already decided that the outcome we want will never happen. So we fail ahead of time by not even trying this, you know, basically becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So back to Yoda, I think this, um, you know, uh, do or not do, there is no try, um, really is about a decision. And I think the point is because I recognized, I've recognized for a long time, long, long time that my thoughts, not all my thoughts are valuable or, um, productive or really good to entertain. <laughs> so, you know, I, sometimes I like the idea of something so much, uh, but you know, I'm wasting my time thinking about it, entertaining fantasies around having it, what we would change, what would change about us and to us if we, you know, this idea just came to be. And sometimes I had to be really selective. Is this really, uh, it sounds like a great idea because I love to learn new, new things, 
but is it really helping me in the, the moment to create what I want for today or this week? Is it dis- a distraction? So really not all ideas are worth entertaining, um, which was, <laughs> I had some really great ideas, but um, I like the idea of them <laughs> uh, and, and often talked myself out of the possibility and the, the practicality of them. But I like, I like thinking about things in that way. Do I have to act on them? Hmm. That's the decision I have to make. We all have to make that decision. Sounds like a great idea. Hmm. But is it really going to help me move forward? Is it something to pursue maybe on the side and not focus all my attention and energy on? So yeah, we got to be really aware of the direction that we're wanting to go. And are these, you know, ideas, uh, are they, we're just making a decision on them right now. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on this. I'm not going to wait or hope that they work. Um, I'm going to you know, just entertain them. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to allow myself to think about them for a while, but then I've really got this other thing I want to do. We entertain these ideas because really we think because of how we think they will make us feel, how we feel when we think about them. And it's really, you know, our, our feelings come from our thoughts, not the ideas, not the programs, not the, um, hypotheticals. (laughs) I love me some hypotheticals, but you know, I, I don't want to get wrapped up in them to the exclusion of all else. So I love the idea and I'm, I'm really curious about them and I'm really engaged and I feel really passionate about learning different things, but I got to constrain myself to what it is I wanted to create today, this week or this month, this quarter, whatever it is. So trying different things rather than committing to them fully really is just a distraction. It takes our energy and attention away from what we value, like our creativity, our problem solving abilities, challenging ourselves, surprising ourselves with what we can do. So we try so many things and learn a lot, but are we any closer to achieving our goals or our dreams? Um, and I, I think of learning and exploring and, and to me is like a lifelong pursuit. I love to learn new things, things I had no idea, different perspectives. It was like, it's huge. It's like brain candy for me. Can I get distracted by that? You betcha. But I'm the whole constraint part and the, the discipline it takes to kind of keep your brain focused on the direction you want to go is a huge skill I've learned through coaching. So how can you convert the hoping, waiting, and trying into doing? Really, it's making a decision. I am deciding I'm committing to this. I'm deciding I'm focusing on it. I'm deciding that I'm going to see this through. Despite discomfort, confusion, maybe inadequacy, we all might feel it along the way. I'm going to pursue this despite that possibility that I'll be uncomfortable. I won't know what to do. I won't know where to start. I'm making this decision and I'm going to figure it out. So committing to something doesn't deprive you. <laughs> let me, let me preface this, you know, commitment. When I started the, the whole idea of coaching and the tools that I teach my clients, <laughs> it just like committing to something sounded really unsexy 
and <laughs> um, very adult and mature. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, for a long, longest time, I said about myself that I could barely commit to a pair of socks. I felt I was moving up in the world in a huge way when I adopted a dog. And I was like, I can commit to having a dog. I can definitely commit to his care, his well-being, his happiness. <laughs> and that was the level of my commitment. I always thought I was just a commitment phobe <laughs> in a lot of ways. And so I was depriving myself in a way of the experience of feeling committed from a really clean, powerful place. Commitment can be super sexy. Can it, and it, what it does for me is clarify. I'm like, if I'm committed to this, the rest of this, I don't need to pay attention to. It, it helps clean up a lot of drama. Um, I, and I know how to handle the drama when it comes up in my mind about commitment. I know committing to things is still uncomfortable for me because of that belief. I'm constantly building my self-belief, my self-confidence by committing to more things. The more I commit to things, the more I learn about myself, the easier it will come to me, the better I will be at it. So it's, I look at committing as sort of, <laughs> I'll throw it in there, self-care. Self-care is a, a term I have some problems with because um, it's a word, it, it's kind of lost its meaning in a lot of ways, but I, I, I have my own form of self-care and I think committing to myself and my believing in myself and what I want to create is something I've never done to the level that I'm doing it now. So it's what I'm willing to work for. It's what I'm willing to feel uncomfortable doing and pro, um, proceeding toward. That's why I'm committing to it. So, you know, the whole, the, the thing about committing is that yes, you'll be distracted less. You will make the most of your time and energy and you will also enjoy anticipation and um, excitement about what you're trying to create. So commitment sounded to me for a very long time, very constricting, very restricting, very like sort of oppressing. And it was just like, oh, you know, there's no spontaneity. There's no joy and, and commitment. And so I've changed a lot of that, but is really, like I said, just a decision. I'm going to do this. I'm committing to doing it rather than I'm committed to trying it. And for those of you who are at the beginning of this really intentionally trying to create your life with your mind, you're deciding to try maybe a huge step forward. So I'm not dismissing trying completely across the board. I just want you aware trying is very different than doing. And you may have to, there may be time that you're going to have to become the person who actually does things, who builds that self-trust so that you're, you're trying, you're going to keep trying until you do rather than trying. And that's all you do. The difference there I think is really, you know, I, 
want, you know, I was for a lot of places in my life, I was like, I'm just committed to trying. I am committing to 15 minutes today of looking into this because I am so uncomfortable thinking of engaging with it. So I'm going to try. And I gave myself credit for trying to do something that was uncomfortable, but I kept committing to trying until I was doing, until I was getting more comfortable. I wasn't second guessing myself enough. I wasn't copping out. I wasn't, you know, well, I'd rather do this instead. So I'm just going to go sit down and watch TV for this 15 minutes, or I'm going to read my book, whatever it is. So I think when it comes to trying, you just want to be on to yourself about what you're trying to do. In other words, what you're avoiding by just trying and not committing and that hoping. I mean, a lot of people place a lot of uh, importance on hoping. And I'm not trying to, to disparage that at all either. Hoping and I've tried to make this distinction with myself because you're hoping for um, the end of conflicts. And there's a, depending on how big that conflict is or where it is, I'm thinking in terms of, um, you know, wars. <laughs> I hope that this war will end soon. Can I be actively a part of that process? Probably not, but I can hope from a distance. But as it applies to yourself and your present situation, is that, are you applying hope to a situation that you can have a, a, a definite and direct influence on? So hope is like, I, you know, have been saying is just very passive. Can I hope and help somebody in a war torn country? Yes. Can I hope and help myself? And, and have those two things going on at the same time. Hope plus action. Hope plus engagement. Rather just than just hoping with no other action behind it. Same for trying or waiting. So committing, as Yoda says, do or not do. There is no try. I mean, those, those are decisions that you can make at any time. But be selective about what your you know, what you like to try and what you want to commit to. Because really the ultimately commitment is the type of emotion like purpose or focus or um, what's another word that I like a lot, sort of unstoppable quality. I want that. I want whatever that is. And I'm willing to work for it and be uncomfortable for it to get there. I'm the commitment belief. So this is a lot of the work I do on my clients because I catch them. They'll, we're in a session and they're saying, well, I'm trying to do this. And I said, try, trying or doing. And I'm not saying that in terms of judgment. I'm curious as to what they're telling themselves about what they're doing. Are they hiding behind trying or are they trying to, you know, and trying and trying as practice to doing? What's the distinction for them? Where is their mind holding them up between trying and doing? And I think I hear a lot, well, I hope that happens. Well, what can you do to ensure that it does happen from a more powerful emotion, more fueling 
action oriented feeling than hope. And hope like is always, it's a very powerful emotion, but there has to be action with it too. So it's really a lesson. This is what I work with on my clients is like, I hear them say things. Sometimes I call them out, call those things out to them. So they're aware. These, these are the things that you're saying, that you're believing. And we have to be more aware of what we're saying to ourselves and saying out loud to other people. Because that's definitely an indication of the disbelief, the doubt, the uh, questioning, second guessing that was going on in our mind. It's a reflection, what comes out of our mouths. So when you, next time you hear your say, well, I hope that happens, or I'm waiting for that to happen, or I'm trying to make that happen, be on to yourself. Is that all you're doing? Or are you trying with action, waiting with action, hoping with action? So it's, something to be aware of. It's something I think you have to train your brain on. You have to be aware of what your brain is offering you as truth. You got to question it. So that's in one case um, with some of my clients there, there's this whole trying, like I was talking about before. It's like, well, in my family, we just, you know, not a lot was expected of us. So we tried. And the fact that we just tried was enough to get a family member, a parent off my back. So I tried for appearance sake. I didn't try in order to learn. And I think that's, that's something where, you know, we've conditioned ourselves to believe because we heard it so often for like the first, you know, 18, 20 years of our lives. Well, at least you tried and how empty that might feel right now. So if you need help with something like this, um, I'm always available to answer questions or um, engage in comments about this topic and any others regarding coaching, coaching with me. Um, I think this is some of the work, the deep work that we all want to do if we want to shift in our thinking. We want to change. We want to transform ourselves. What are all the things that um, I'm not committing to and why? Where do I waste time by waiting and hoping and trying? So if you need some help with that, please let me know. I'll include the appointment link in the show notes. Thank you so much for watching and listening. <laughs> and I will see you next time.